Welcome everybody to the Overachievers Podcast. We got a special episode. We got two of my favorite DC comedians on this episode. Uh, before we get into this episode, man, make sure you get your tickets to the Overachievers show uh, this Thursday. Tickets are overachieversshow.com at the DC Improv. And then uh, I'm headlining the DC Comedy Loft this Friday and Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt Deacon's hosting, who is our guest today. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, let's get into it, man. We're here. Two favorite comics in DC, Ross Benoit and yo, Matt yo. Deacons. Yeah. Is that how you say your name? Benoit? Ben- I go by I got used to go by Benoit, but now I go yeah. by Benoit. Benoit. That was the original. And then the you were Benoit like, was the original. You, you, no, but you used to correct people, say, if they did say Benoit. I say Benoit. You'd say Benoit. Yeah. yeah. People were like, you got to go by Benoit. And then Chris Benoit killed his family, and you were right. like, you know what? Time to yeah, be Benoit. Yeah, it's time to step up. <laughs> yeah, it's time to Keep change the family the name. name going, dude. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's interesting to see comics evolve with their names. When they like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes it's a positive, sometimes it's a yeah. negative. Yeah, in like two years, we're going to see uh, Ross on stage, like Ross B. Ross yeah. B. <laughs> I was always jealous of like black comedians in the very beginning. They would always be like the comedian yeah. or the comedian. I did like, that right for in a between. Bit. Did you? You no. were Ross the comedian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, that's it's never never goes for what. I people. had a nickname when I started that was Ross uh, the host Benoit because I would host everything when I started. Mm-hmm. I would just take you, all. You the, still do host. I still do lot. host, but I w- would host. I only host like fancy shows. Did you fancy give yourself shows. that nickname? No, no, no. It was something did. people made fun of me about. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. No, it was, it was all out of love. How does it, it feel to have like, everyone leaving, guys? Ooh, interesting question. I would say, do you want to go? Or did you? No, man. Rock and roll. I feel uh, it's, you know, it's like would, when the tide changes, it's always an interesting feeling. But mm. for like us coming up to see people move and progress. It's like a good sign. It's like, okay, cool. It's possible. It can happen. It's going. There yeah. is an algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. exciting, but like then also you're like just starting to get used to the scene as it is, you know? Yeah. Or you're starting to get used to like seeing certain people around. And that does kind of make it easier to like, like certain shows become easier because you know you're going to see people that you enjoy being around and you know the shows are going to be strong. So the audiences are going to be there. Yeah. So like knowing that the quality of the show goes down is kind of a bummer, but like, you know, it's also opportunity. So that's that part's cool. Ooh, opportunity. I like that. Yeah, so that yeah. means, does that make you feel like, oh, I got to step my game up and try to get these, uh, these new open spots no it's like man i can really just fucking bomb away now and try yeah. stuff i don't like because yeah, you, you don't have a choice you know yeah. you guys you yeah, guys are stuck to. with me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah wow yeah. that's like a rea- swing away yeah. yeah that's a reality though right yeah, yeah. because well, it's sure. like let you know less heat yeah because like you've been on shows where like you're around people that you want to like your shit and yeah. want to We're like impressed. respect your shit right exactly and then like i mean especially early on there there'd be chances like you don't take because you're like oh i want them to to see me you know not fucking bomb and you know sometimes that's good for the set but not good for like what you're trying to do like if you're trying to work out new shit and stuff right sometimes you just got to be free to bomb your and that's how you got opportunities right early on yeah there's doing well in a room someone sees you and then you you know you're getting more spots yeah so uh, how how how, long, how many years are you, have you been in DC so I'm far? At two and a half. Two and right a half. Yeah. Ross, how about you? I just hit five in September. Whoa, oh, five so years. So two and a half, five. I'm yeah. um, seven. Damn. Dude, the different levels right here. Yeah, it's like three different classes. All multiples of two. Is that no? No, you're but a uh, fucking uh, close. <laughs> <laughs> but you're <laughs> close. Yeah. Two and a half what each time. You're, you're <laughs> from Manassas. <laughs> I didn't so. go. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I had some lady I was fucking riding on a bus and uh You're fucking a lady me, on a bus? Yeah, nice. I was fucking this lady <laughs> on a bus. She's forty eight from Missouri. But she was she was talking shit. She was like, What was your major in college? And I couldn't remember it at the time. I was like, Fuck, what was it? Oh, and then I was like, I'm sorry, I played football and she was like, So you dropped out and I was like no, I, I, I got my master's. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, I got my master's, but I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember what. my oh, major. Is. Yeah, oh, dude. Man. I felt like such a fucking idiot. Dude, that's I got my master's in plants. It's yeah. like, what does that even mean? She's sitting there telling me about her. Both her kids are like engineers and shit. And I'm like, God, dude, oh, I fucking shit. hate this lady. Dude, can we talk about your car for a second? It's so on brand. Yeah. <laughs> you just pull yeah. up in Columbia Heights, D.C. in a it's pickup truck. Rough. Yeah, and uh, it was so funny to watch you pull in, dude. I've gotten so good at parking trucks from just like being in this city. That's a and that's a tough car to park around here, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that big. That's a tough car. Hey, Very dude, difficult. You see, I don't know if you see the uh, if you see the bed of the truck, but it's all smashed up because I hit a box truck uh, like parallel and yeah. just fucking destroyed my truck. And so I've bought. Is it your fault? Uh, the brakes went out. Uh, yeah, so like I started the car up and the brakes weren't going. So like as soon as I dropped it into reverse, it took off on me. The brakes went out. Yeah, like Fuck, the master dude. cylinder is old, so like you gotta like let it build up pressure. Otherwise, the brakes just go straight to the floor, and then there's nothing you can do. Dude, that sounds dangerous as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yeah, you got away pretty. pretty yeah. You're like low key, like yeah, my brakes went out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, whoa, dude, that's. I, it worked out like in my favor, but now I've bought like a bunch of scrap trucks to like replace the parts on there. So now I have like four broken toyota tundras like sitting at my brother's house living that life dude (laughs) you are living none of the parts are right so now i have these four fucking trucks i'm trying to sell and like i've got like four thousand dollars in them and my brother's like dude i swear we're gonna flip them we're gonna make you some money back and like i have have no money on any of them handle (laughs) no no but they are pieces of shit so (laughs) wait what's your day job again i I work for a plumbing company okay that's like uh, nine to five yeah yeah fuck so that's a pretty intense plumbing job right yeah, I do. Uh, I do their IT. So like, uh, oh, with your masters. Yeah, yeah, my <laughs> masters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a, a masters, masters but he's like, like, but it's at a plumbing in uh, plumbing IT. Yeah, <laughs> I just you got plumbing IT. I tell you, you set the bar low for yourselves at companies. I set the like Wi-Fi that. up for the toilets, and they're all in sync. <laughs> <laughs> they all flush at the same time. Yeah, Hell cool. yeah, dude. Every day, people covered in shit. They just come in, and they're like, "What's my email password?" And uh, it's just, it's gross, man. It's gross. It's like but shit, man, number two. Hell yeah, yeah. shit, man, number two. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> shit 101. Shit man number one or two. Yeah. yeah. You can't get fired from a place like that, though. That's what I've noticed about, like, yeah. going to, like, because I worked at a factory before that, and it's just, like, if you set the bar low and everyone around you is just slacking off, yeah. like, nobody notices when you, like, What's the name of the plumbing company? I think a good plumbing company name would be Deuces. What do you guys think? I think that's a Deuces. good name. That's a cool. Deuces. I just, yeah. For, for some reason, like, every plumbing company I see is named after, like, an Irish family. It's all, like, McCarthy. Yeah, well, like uh, what they had to do, man. Yeah, dude. Back in the yeah. 1900s, that was the only opportunities. Yeah, it was just like wh- whatever immigrants were coming in, they're just covered in shit. But they like master. <laughs> they like master those skill sets early on. Yeah. Well, now because now it's shifted. So like somebody like McCarthy, that's like one of our competing companies. There's no Irish people there anymore. It's just all like you know Central America or like whoever's yeah. coming yeah, up. Dude. It's just like. Who, like the people in the trades make so much fucking money dude, though, I, dude. Yeah. They got Super Bowl commercials. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I have friends I who are like plumbers, and they make like, like 150 a yeah. year. They like yeah. own a plumbing company. Our it's average like, plumbers dude. making. Yeah, dude. Who are you season. telling? This guy's got a master's in yeah. it, dude. Yeah. He's yeah. fucking. I'm the he knows. Paid person in the company. They're they're all yeah. making way more money. They didn't go to school. None of that. But like, dude. My the owner of the company he started off as an electrician and uh, he's got his two private planes now. Yeah, dude. whoa, so he's fucking gnarly, fucking balling. Yeah, 
Fuck. Dude, they, they make so much money. Because, like, nobody... Blue-collar criminal, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, especially with, like, HVAC, where you're, like, selling, like, air conditioner, nobody gives a shit about this. But to me, it's interesting. <laughs> like, nobody tries to fix an AC. You Just people are like, dude, I'm hot. Like, Yeah, there's, it's like a mechanic. AC. There's no way of knowing, yeah. right? Yeah, dude. Good That's, luck. I think that all the time, like, I don't know shit about engines. Right. Like, when I had a car, like, multiple times, it would, you know, I had, it would break down. And I, I pull over and I pop the hood like I'm gonna f- fix it. Like I know I, I yeah. know zero about cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, we I'm like that. I'm gonna like look at the engine and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm we can tell. We've seen your sets. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen your sets. You're not a smart guy. We get it. Not a smart guy. Yeah, not, not a smart guy. Yeah, my, I don't trust uh, oil oil changing uh, stations. Yeah. Like I I always feel like if you go in for like an oil change and you pay like it's one of those like regular like Jiffy Lube type of places where you pay forty bucks. I always get the uh, feeling that they're doing some other shit to fuck your car up. Oh, so you come so back. You come back. Right. Or it's like yeah, like hey man, like you really gotta change like your fucking filter and they like That's show you. That's one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely lying to you about, yeah, about like what's broken on your yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's the business. That's yeah. Like this is what normal looks like, yeah. and this is what your car looks like. And yeah. they're like, if for like, three hundred dollars, oh Jesus Christ, let's yeah. fix it now. Yeah, 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 how much money? They do that with uh, J- that was Jiffy Lube's old thing is they would do that with like oil filters to help sell filters. They yeah. would like take a like a real dirty one out, and they'd be like, look how dirty this filter is, and your filter would be like completely fine. But like then they could like sell you a filter because you have no idea yeah. what an oil filter looks like. You know, if you've never changed your fucking yeah, car before. Yeah, that's what, exactly. So. Fuck, man. I took my car to a shop one time when I had a car, and uh, they were doing work on something else, but they're like, we also filled your windshield wiper fluid. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. And then I look at the bill, and it was $50. They <laughs> charge you $50 yeah. for windshield? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. What for kind of car was it? Uh, it was a Ford Escape. Uh, it makes sense. They have to go get their masters and windshield <laughs> yeah. wiper fluid. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's, you know, Listen, it's like, I got a masters in this stuff. It's, it's a lot of schooling. Lot of student loans to pay. Yeah, off, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking racket. All right, so that's what you do for a day job, yeah. right? That's you know, you make. That's how you you're able to afford four pickup trucks. Are you guys either? Are either you guys doing day jobs right now? Yeah, I'm full time boy. He's full time. Full time yeah, baby. Full time. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I s- would have stayed in DC and stacked up money as a full time. Because yeah. as soon as I started making money, I moved to L.A. and now I got to pay L.A. rent. Yeah, how is like, L.A. rent compared to here? Would you say? Um, it's comparable. The only difference is, is like, um, gas prices are pretty high. Yeah. So like, if I were, let's say if I were to live in D.C., um, I wouldn't need a car necessarily. Uh, I could like commute. But in yeah. L.A., you gotta have a car. My That's new apartment has a garage. So oh I got damn. my own, yeah, I got my own parking spot. Yeah, it's a really nice. I live in a really nice neighborhood. I live right in the middle of Hollywood. Uh, it's oh like shit! Really? Yeah, yeah. How'd like you squeeze that? Did you know somebody, or is it just? Um, I, I, I mean, I, 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 mutual friend. I got a room. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I'm paying a good amount. Yeah. My rent's uh fourteen hundred. So it's not. Cr- it's not crazy. It's not crazy, but that's LA, like, like, I could not afford that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, in my mind, the reason I'm even saying is because, like, I wanted to, like, I was like, I could have easily found a place cheaper. But yeah. I was like, do I want to skimp on, like, location? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do For I want to, yeah. like, especially, like, a new city like L.A.? Like, I don't know if I want to take a chance on a yeah, not-so-good right. neighborhood. Yeah, you got to drive or or move to a place where it's, like, you're in L.A., but you got to drive an hour to anywhere. Yeah, it's like that. And it's probably still won't be a good neighborhood. And yeah. I was like, let me just... Find a good neighborhood that's very, cl- like, minutes away from everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, just, like, not try to, like, be cheap. Like, it's, expe- it's like, a little bit out of my range, but at the same time, it's like, 
I'll probably save money down the line. It also pushes you. Like, I got I to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah, do it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Having, like, a comfortable setup, like, makes you less likely to, like, look for excuses out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people move away, and they're, like, you know, everything's stacked against them. They're living in a shitty fucking apartment. Yeah, they're staying yeah, on yeah. a futon. They're, like, dude, I don't want to. Is this even worth it? You know? Yeah. I hear a lot about that in New York. People move to New York. They're, like, oh, I'm living in the village. It's, like, really? It's, like. But it's like a closet. You're living in somebody's yeah. fucking yeah. closet, yeah. dude. And then, I mean, so, like, then you go up and you bomb four nights in a row. And you're like, dude, yeah, you I'm bombing. Yeah, you back to your mattress on I gotta, floor. Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, you don't. You want to make it as easy as possible. Yeah, you got to be comfortable, man. You got to yeah. be happy with your situation Yeah, as much as you can, you know, within living with your means. But, yeah, man, I mean, as soon as I started, like, doing okay, I decided to move. Because, like, God forbid comedians save up money and try to have right. some savings. You know what I mean? It's like, Don't fuck, act man. on an impulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't but, imagine that. But yeah. it's almost like, well, no, it wasn't even impulse. Because it was like, for me, it's like, all right. It's because you were mentioning this earlier off off air, like, how you're at that stage where, like, a lot of your friends are settling down. Yeah. Right? Getting married. They got mortgages and whatnot. Um, that's kind of the traditional route. If yeah. I wanted to go that route, I would have, you know, never really fucked with comedy. Right. So if I'm going to try to go after comedy... I got to push my put myself in situations where I have the best chance to succeed. And the best chance to succeed is being in LA or New York. DC is a great city to get good, but after a while you got to eventually move. Yeah. And so as soon as I had the means to move and the resources, I said, you know, and the contacts, I said it's time to go. Yeah, dude, when you have your hands on the glass ceiling and you can't go, to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's time to go. And I th- and I think sometimes like people don't they have to know their shelf life. Yeah, I think that's Ooh, a, I, interesting. I think that's a real thing, man. I think like yeah, you when you catch a hot streak, I think it's you gotta know when you're hot and like yeah, you know it's like it's like being a bad bitch. You know you gotta like, <laughs> yo, you only be a bad bitch until like you're 29. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, once you hit 30, it's like, you know, it's like now you're just a hot. You know, you're just like a lady who's just like yeah, like yeah, you're you'll be lucky to end up with someone dope, but like. For sure, your your, yeah. your your probability goes a lot. I have such a theory too. Like I'm 29 now, yeah, and like, you know, as we were talking before, like a lot of my friends are getting married, everybody's settling down, and like, pretty much the girls that I meet now, who are my age, it's like, well, we're all single for a reason at this point. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. it's it's like what's oh what's wrong with you? Why are you? If they're not on their second marriage, they're yeah. like a little bit broken. They got something that like got them to twenty nine. Yeah. yeah. But also, I feel like the culture's changed. People have been holding off a little bit longer. Yeah. People are trying to like people getting their their masters in plumbing. Plumbing, plumbing. You know what I mean? Idea. Like, <laughs> yo, that shit takes. Yo, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, yeah, you'll you'll get out of school a lot later, like yeah. in your mid twenties. And then once you get out, you this is like your first year out of college. So yeah. then, this like you want to be able to enjoy life after being in school for 10 years in a row yeah right and so then you're like 26 27 you're like you're a bachelor you're a singler and then like that's why it pushes back the uh i think the age the of settling clock. down yeah because especially in the city too like people in the city are more ambitious definitely i think cities definitely actually are more for sure like you meet people who are just driven the, driven and yeah yeah taking their time like i can't have a kid now where it's like yeah. some people you know it's like their That's their goal. Their dream is to have is to be. Kids. Yeah, well, to there's have just kids. nothing to do when you go outside of the city. You go in like places like, dude, I fucking lived in Nowheresville, Pennsylvania, dude. There's nothing to do. Yeah. Like, what's the difference well between seven having kids? Exactly. You got one yeah. kid. Let's have fucking eight, dude. It just yeah. like gives you like a new thing to laugh at at Arby's. You're like, all yeah, right, well, man. now that one's a fucking idiot. So you know what I noticed lately, man? This this recurring thing that keeps popping into my head the past few weeks is um having an identity, right? 
what is an identity like for some people uh who don't have an identity it's they get it later in life it's like being a father right, right? you know yeah, i don't yeah. want to drop any names i got some family members that you know didn't make the the best decisions early on but later in life you know they didn't get the job they wanted they didn't go to the college they wanted they kind of ended up where they ended up in their career so what do they have left they're like well i guess I can be a good father. Yeah. And so they kind of double up. They have their first kid. You know, they're going to, they're the best dad. Then they have their second kid, right? Yeah. Because that's their identity. And then it's like, fuck, let's just keep having kids because that's what, you know, that's what I am. I'm a, I'm a there father. Is, there's definitely an identity to that, too. Like when you see people who have like their first kid, like they go into dad mode. You know right, I mean? right, like right. Sunday's grill day, you know, like just things like that yeah. where it's just. Oh, you become a dad. Yeah, and you know people who are like 27 who don't have a kid yet, but they're like looking for an excuse to be a dad. Like yeah. they're already doing dad shit. They're yeah. dressing like yeah, dads. Dude. They've like already given yeah, up. I uh, sanded the uh, deck last I week. Th- I think a lot of months. that has to do with the fact that they didn't f- figure out what they wanted to do or their purpose earlier yeah. in yeah. their lives. So they kind of like, I don't want to use the word settle, but that's what they resorted to. No, they well, said, they're like, looking for fulfillment. You settle down. Yeah. Fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking for fulfillment. You yeah. don't get it in like your the job that you're spending 50 hours a week doing. Right. And you're like, okay, well, you're I got to find punching numbers in computer. Yeah. Like, so like before yeah. I got into comedy, right, I was, a, I was a weed dealer, right? And for a long time, up until from age of 14 to 24, that was my identity, right? That was like everything I did was Martin like- Martin Trapp of meaning. Re, re, it, re, <laughs> it, re, it, re, it revolved around- like making money, making moves. Yeah. I listen to Rick Ross. Like I had an identity, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like Jay Z. Like you know, R&B. like blasting, <laughs> going state to state, driving through the Jersey Turnpike. Right? It was an idea, but like you, you buy into this. Like this is my lifestyle, right? Yeah. You get to it. Uh, recent point in my life I was twenty four. I was like, ah, this can't be a real like this. I'm an adult now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have to be resp- like. Th- there's no way I can go to a, a, a family function. They're like, how's you know dealing weed and uh, i made yeah. it, i made a conscious decision that i was like all right i gotta get a i gotta i gotta do something else. i didn't know what it was yeah. that i fell into comedy right boom seven years it's my new identity right i moved to la yeah. hollywood i'm in hollywood it's a very difficult uh, environment because it's one thing to go from dc you know local market but then you try to like compete with the, yeah. be- the best in the world and like you like you said you come back to your apartment maybe it's not a good apartment maybe it's a nice apartment but you still like you have a rough night. You bomb, right? Like we bomb here. But at least there, the only thing you have hang, you, that you can hang your hat on is like your identity of this is what a comic is. Yeah, this okay. is the life. This is the life, right? Yeah. So like that's it goes back to identity, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I think a lot of people don't have the luxury of knowing what their identity is. Yeah, and I think we're very fortunate that we have figured out yeah our identity we know what the goal is we know what the end i mean we know we see like what it does is it allows us to have moments of peace knowing when you go visit your friends that have kids that have a nice house or cars paid off or whatever because they made certain decisions to set them up in that way that was traditional as opposed to our unconventional decisions we go home like yo dude like we just did two shows tonight yeah Got some tacos, got some chips, doing a podcast, talking shit. And this is kind of like our 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 line of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys might not be getting paid to do it at this moment, but in the future, you're working towards being in a situation where this is what you get paid to do. Right, it's all investment. <laughs> right. You're buying equity. Yeah. And it's so hard to explain to people too. It's like, oh, it's, it's an investment. Oh, it's I've given up. Dude. <laughs> I like just don't even open try mics, anymore. Like ten, ten fucking ten open mics a week, and you're like, why? Why are For you what? doing that? And you're like, but dude, this is, but see, this is your, this is your master's program, right? Like spending time, yeah, with you know, 
at, at shows, at specifically the good shows, Big Hunt, DC Improv, Overachiever Show. You know what I mean? You've been able to, like, break into, like, the scene in a way where, like, 95% of people can't. Yeah. And that's, like, a really cool situation to be in. You know what I mean? I think, it's like. It's also a good feeling, too, because you're surrounded by people who also deserve to be there as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, most. yeah we talked about most. it. We talked about it in the car how, like, not everyone gets in. It's yeah. like it's like getting into a good college. Like we're like currently like at the Harvard Law of like comedy. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's just like a very elite. Everybody's program. got promise. Everyone's got promise, and it, what it does is if you do it, if you go about it the right way, you make all the right decisions. You don't, um, you know, you keep your head down and you just follow the curriculum. You might not be guaranteed success, but you'll be put in a situation where you have a very high chance to succeed. Like yeah. you'll be giving the degree where it's like, yo, that's on you to do something with it. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not guaranteed success or fame in LA, but I've been put in a situation because of DC to be very likely to succeed. You're just increasing your odds. You're stacking the deck. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying, it's like, right, what's it's like the same perks of going to a very good Ivy league school. You know, what yeah, separates dude. Harvard from like a state We're school? D1, man. I, there's comics I meet from like other cities who are five years in who you see who are just like, oh, you're literally not used to being in front of a crowd. Yeah. Like you, we, we are, we may be at the same amount of time, but we are completely do two different places. Yeah. I'm living in dog years compared to like what yeah. somebody in Charlotte, North for Carolina sh- is for doing. Real. For yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. They probably there, shit dude. their pants if they saw like what Big Hunt looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But then go down there and try to talk to their audience, dude. I did the Charlotte Comedy Zone one time on an open mic night and the dude right in front of me was talking about getting a hand job from a retarded chick. And I have never seen somebody crush on nothing before like that in my life, dude. Really? Like there was no joke, there was no premise behind it. He was just acting it out over yeah. and over again, and I was like, "This is unbelievable! I'm gonna bomb so hard!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what am I? Gonna oh, do this is what you guys like. About? You're not gonna. You're not yeah. Gonna like what I got. There's <laughs> like the white urban scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, white, white urban def jam. White, white def jam. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a different different type of person. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, Tony Woods on his like one of his Def Jam sets <laughs> talked about um, when he was a kid. He, there's a school bus full of uh, special ed kids. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm paraphrasing the word. I'm not using the words that he used, but uh, it's just like you got to go back. Like it crushes. Yeah. But like in 2019. Try it again. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Well, Doesn't hold up. What's so <laughs> fun to watch about Tony? I feel now is like he can still. You know, he's stoic in that matter. Like, he can still kind of get away with some of those premises that you think wouldn't fly now. Yeah. But he's been doing it so long, and he knows the rhythm of everything so well that it's like he can still get away with it. And it's not like, oh, watching like a, you know, an old man do comedy. It's like relevant. It's like it's just fascinating to watch. Because even he's like softened to the times. And like, yes, but like the ideas haven't softened. It's just how he presents it to the audience. Right. Yeah. Gets him on his side and then he can get to where he wants to get, which is truly fun to watch. Fun people to watch. man. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're lucky to have that dude like yeah in there. just you like floating around yeah just floating exactly. popping in like exactly. regularly floating around like to like the pinch that yeah. dude will show up like to the pinch on really? like a tuesday night and you're just like what <laughs> what, what is this guy doing here dude yeah i watched him on tv growing up and, and dude you just, talk about tony wood like other scenes like podcasts you hear all the time all people time. are like uh man tony what they talk about him like yeah you know he's just like yeah. this is a guy so you 
weekly. Yeah, I just saw him at Habana Village. Yeah, <laughs> on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's not. Nah, it's great, man. I mean, yeah, his name gets brought up a lot on this podcast, but it's just like we are very lucky. Yeah, man. we are lucky. He's one of the greats. Been. Uh, I was on a show, uh, like last Friday at the Kennedy Center, and it was Patton Oswalt was on the lineup. He goes up. And he talks about Tony Woods for like two minutes on stage. No way. I like because so cool. they started it yeah, because like Patton started in like in 91 when Tony was around in D.C. And how like uh, back like in the day, um, Tony Woods was a was a bike courier in D.C. And he'd like drop off like packages and like one of the packages. <laughs> this is so random, but Patton was just extensively going into this. Yeah. How like he explaining to the audience how he was a bike courier and how. He used to drop off packages, and one of the places he used to drop off packages was like a law firm, and it was a, it was called uh, Patent Boggins. That was like the name of the firm. So whenever Tony would see Patton, he'd be like, "Hey, Patent Boggins," or like introduce him as Patent yeah. Boggins. <laughs> no punchline. <laughs> there, that was just yeah. the story. But he just told that story to like 400 people at the Kennedy Center, yeah, and then just went into his bits. But uh, did it work? Did they get it? No, because there was no. Pun- there, it was just Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to know Tony <laughs> yeah, yeah. to understand no so how, yeah. like he, yeah. he just like called Patton Oswalt Patton Boggins for yeah. for for years, yeah. and like that was it. And that's just pa- a huge nod to the back of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah, yeah. So it was almost like uh, it was really cool for for even Patton to acknowledge the Tony Woods isms. But just so many crazy, so much crazy shit happened. I mean, the night where Michael Ch- Che and Michelle Wolf popped in, to yeah, hunt, and they were on stage. That together. was a crazy night, man. That was just like yeah. just man. watching Michelle Wolf, Wolf rant, rant about China. Dude, that was so funny. Oh, that was right before the Shane Gillis thing too. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I hate the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, that was, was that Shane was Gillis from Michelle Wolf. Uh, either or. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it was fun to watch Michelle just work on new stuff. It was so fun to watch both. Because she just yeah. didn't care and she just bombed her dick off, and I'm like, good for her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for it's good for us to see someone of their caliber just keep swinging and not giving a fuck. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, people forget, man. You gotta take chances, man. Well, Jay told me too. Like I talked to him briefly. Um, you know, he's very complimentary of Big Hunt. He was very like, this is one of my favorite spots. Like, the comics you get. He was like, said that on stage. He was like, the comics you guys have here are great. You know I mean? Just super complimentary. And afterwards, he said he likes coming to D.C. because he's so used to going. Like, when you go to New York or L.A., you know, he shows up at places. He'll bump half the lineup. Yeah. You know, they'll slide him in. And at those places, he said, so many comics you just see are bitter in the back. Like, fuck. I got bumped by shit. But he said, here... It, w- he s- it was so nice to go on stage and feel like love from the con- like everybody was watching everybody was excited yeah and he said that he's like I, l- I love that yeah that's why i love coming to dc is what he said well I, I, even here like especially even amongst the comedians you can tell that like everybody like people don't get mad when someone has like a new good bit like you see people get jealous like and it would be easy to get jealous about it but yeah. like everybody does kind of like you know, get excited for when people have good bits. It's funny. I never noticed. Set. I never noticed. I just, uh, maybe I've been spoiled in DC about that. Cause I definitely get excited when I see a new bit, yeah. but I've yeah. never experienced jealousy over a new yeah. bit. I've, I've been, never, yeah, I've, I've been in like shitty rooms in Virginia where like you or like open mics where like you come up with a new bit and someone's like, well, I had that premise like two <laughs> oh, months yeah, ago. Petty, and yeah, yeah, just, I know yeah, what you're saying. Petty as fuck. But yeah. like in, in, I don't know, some for like what you said, like the Harvard of, you know, doing isn't comedy. that crazy? That hasn't yeah. happened in a scene with this many comics. You don't see a lot of similar. I mean, you see some, but it's not like rampant of like ideas yeah. overlapping. 
Well, I think yeah. we're just a big enough scene or just a small enough scene where it's like you, you, you have to establish your your voice. Your voice. You have to yeah. be different. You have to stand out. It's like it's like it's like still high quality, but we're still boutique. Yes. Like yeah. uh, there's a lot of like unique voices still. Yeah. That's what I like. There's not like on one lineup you'll see so many different types of people. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Some of the lineups I'll see it like. It seems to me like L.A. doesn't give a fuck. Like, it doesn't give a fuck of it. Like, all white male lineup, they don't give a fuck. Like, at yeah, the yeah, store. Yeah. Like, they really don't. Yeah. Like, and that's also, too, like, kind of... I would get... I mean, personally, I... Like, I would get bored of watching a show like that. Yeah, you I, know mean, what I mean... I mean? I, I'm a fan of the store. Yeah, no, yeah. I love the store. I but think I'm, the store is dope. And I think, like, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like... Yeah, like, it's not as diverse but it's also like a cultural thing in the sense of like if you go there it like makes sense because i feel like they don't try to force diversity i think because um they rather keep the the vibe intact yeah when we try to like throw people it kind of just throws the the hang off yeah and like i think joe rogan plays a big role in like the energy of that venue because i think like he is kind of like the tastemaker yeah like who he thinks is dope basically gets like passed very yeah. quickly and i think like which you know he's one of the most influential comedians you know what i mean you, you could argue that you know he's no he's no Chappelle or you know uh bill burr but um he does have like probably the most impact on stand-up as far as yeah. like yeah, reach very well respected amongst peers I guess so like say. if they're like if the comedy store booker wants to be smart He's be like, hey, Joe, what do you think about this guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he kind of like, if you look at the lineups, you know, I think Joe has a big, you know, not, he's not like the all be all. But when you go there and you see Joe, he's hanging out. Yeah. And that's for a reason. Yeah. Because he's very comfortable there. Yeah. The moment, you know, I, I got introduced to him through a paid regular, you know, uh, my first week there. I was hanging out. I was with Frank Castillo, you know, who was passing through D.C. I met him yeah. in D.C. at Big Hunt. Frank's good dude. And then Frank's like, yo, come walk. Because you have to be escorted by a paid regular to get to the back bar. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm in the ba- I'm like in the back bar. Joe pops up. Joe sees Frank. And Joe's like, hey, Frank, what's going on? Hey, man, what's going on, Joe? And then Frank goes, hey, man, this is my buddy Martin. He's from D.C. He just moved here. He's a killer. And Joe's like, hey, man, nice to meet you, man. Yeah. So boom. Yeah, because of that situation, but because they have a chemistry, they have a rapport, the energy of that back bar. That's like our cubby, right? At yeah. Big yeah. Hunt, right? Imagine it's a sacred place. Imagine you know Sean just it's like I'm. I I need this type of person. We need to insert him, and that person now is inserted into the lineups, and now we don't know the energy of that person, and it's like all of a sudden that person yeah. is in our conversations. Yeah. Like, yo, this is this isn't a good hang anymore. You know what I mean? Oh man, yeah. how many how many times have you guys been in that cubby where it's like. Maybe a drifter will come by. Oh, every night. Every and night someone's yeah. like, hey, man. Uh, kind of post you know. up. You're like, no, we're, yeah. we're, we're having a conversation. Like, this is not just a free-for-all. Right yeah, now. yeah, like, It I, happens all the time. earned our spot here. Dude, there's times, too, where, like, some of the older heads are talking there. And it's like. I just shut the fuck up. I, you know yeah. what? I'm not going to be a, like, I, you know, know your place sometimes. Yeah. 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 Tony will be back there. I'm just, like, watching dude, him. Just yeah, like, sometimes oh. when, the old, when the older heads are talking and, like, yep. the more experienced comments, like, it's. This is not my conversation. You yeah, know what right, I mean? Right. It's just to know that. Yeah. yeah, man. I'm always jealous of people who can, like, completely ignore that and just, like, <laughs> insert themselves it into really those conversations. That's such an impressive skill to have, dude. Yeah. They just start fucking rambling. Shout out, uh, I, Bassam uh, Schwal, very good friend of mine. I hated Bassam when I first met him because he was like that. He was yeah. very just kind of, like, inserted himself. 
I'm like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Basam has become one of my close friends, like nice. through yeah. that, you know, shit. But for I tell him all the time, I'm like, dude, I fucking hated you when I first met you. Yeah, yeah, dude. Nah, he's a good dude. No, nah, he's a real good dude. Yeah, man. What's it been like in the past, like, you know, six months in D.C. for you, Matt? Like, two years and in, what's been, like, the biggest, like, uh, like breakthrough moment for you just in D.C.? I think, I mean, just being on good shows regularly now. Like, not even, yeah. you know what I mean? Just being around audiences. Yeah. Like, that, that's such a different experience than like trying to yell at eight people in a hookah bar who are like 400 feet away because you're in like a cathedral because we had you on the podcast maybe what three four months ago yeah probably maybe six like months that. ago it might yeah it was like february yeah well, wow yeah, time so, like so yeah months. six months yeah that flies man and then you like uh you got to do the the couple of the I did a couple of your shows the, i did the, the, one the, at the improv because those were like i think those like back then for you i don't know now because now you're getting more comfortable like you're more in a hunt but like back then like those were like the biggest audiences. Yeah, like those were like those were some yeah. like you got to do some lit shows. Like, dude, yeah. your your the overachievers audiences that was like one of the most fun. Like that crowd was so great. Yeah, they were yeah. Just so fun and like they were just so like you're they were fans of you. They're fans of like the comedy. They the show. trusted the show. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They trusted what was going That's on. It. Dude, and when I when I opened up for it, like I yeah I could feel for a second they were like it was because it was different. From yeah, 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 yeah. I could feel for a second because it's a new like, it's a new format yeah. where I have like a comic open it up, which I wanted to. I actually you were the first person to do that yep. at the DC Improv. Yep. Yeah, and you were the first person to start like hosting for me. Like you're like the host for like my one hour shows. Yeah, where I headline. So you get to kind of get like a glimpse of like the audience and kind of see how like. Uh, a local comic can cultivate their own audience yeah. in their own city. Yeah. Which is like really unique. And I, I mean, I try, I, I, I keep my mouth shut about it a lot because I just want action. Yeah, you let it speak for itself. Yeah. I just let it, you know what I mean? I just want, I well, but I hope the people are the people who I want to see it, see it so they can be like, Oh wow. Like yeah. Martin passing out business cards. Um, you know, the, these things add up. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, that shit doesn't Dude, just happen. Up fans. I mean, yeah, it doesn't happen. See, it doesn't happen. It's like whoa. It doesn't like, happen overnight. Like people wearing your your clothes, like yeah. your your overachiever t shirt, like logos or. Dude, I've been on the metro and I've seen people with an overachiever shirt on. Yeah. Just yeah. rain. I'm just like, damn, that's fucking, that's wild. Isn't and that they're good fans of comedy, which is even yeah. better. Like, like they're that, fans of comedy. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they get stand up. They get what's happening there, and that's that's like, I mean, that makes the show so much easier. You're not like you don't feel like you're working at any point. You're just no. like, oh, this is fun. Like all the other stuff was work. This is when it's yeah. like fun now. Yeah. The next step, I think, like after you know, besides moving to LA to work on the LA audience, but coming back to DC, sitting down with you guys, who I think are going to be like the next big DC comedians, Appreciate and try to like cultivate, you know, like the Ross, like overachieve. You know, what I mean? like like yeah, your yeah. own that audience, version. and then like Matt's own version of the overachievers, and then. Because what it does is it builds on top of the culture of what was already built. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I come back, I'm able to do the show at the DC Improv every month and, like, keep it going and try to put on even better lineups with my new contacts I've made yeah. in L.A., New York, and put on, you know, like, this Thursday we have, a, you know, Joe Claire from 95.5 who's basically never does local shows, and because of the brand he's coming to do it. But, yeah. like, just building on top of what's already being built. But to see the next generation of DC comedian kind of like be given the 
the the knowledge and the resources yeah. to have a shot at it because it's not guaranteed. But you know, I think like every time you do the show, I always try to promote you. You know, follow Matt Deacons or every time. Every you know, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I try. I try to like yeah. post a group picture with you and Rock. You know, get you in the group picture. Yeah. You know, follow. You know, follow. Tag everybody. Try to like share the 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 the, the audience because what it does is. When you cultivate, like you said, like people who are into stand-up comedy, it's just good yeah. for the scene, and it comes back. It always comes back, yeah. like in a, in a very like harmonious way. Like um, people, when they see a good show, they want to go back to. A they want to go back to. I I there's a few occasions where I've had that like after that that show, I just opened. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I got so many messages from people just being like, "Hey, saw you, loved it." Like yeah, keep going. Because you know what happened is, but you probably don't realize it is like uh, to them, it's like me introducing you to them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, because yeah, there's yeah. such a, it's such an intimate, like you've never really been on an overachiever show. Right, like maybe like once at the draft house, maybe I think. Yeah, I did like a guest spot, but like it wasn't like like that. Yeah, like what you did at the DCM probably where it's like sold out, and all those people they pay attention to lineups. Like they For they, sure. they 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 watch. So like. When they message you, it was because, like, they're excited. It's yeah. like, oh, yo, you're local? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's great when people are like, you're from D.C.? It's like, yeah, yeah. I go up in D.C. all the time. When I, w- I opened up for Zach Fox recently. Yeah. And that was kind of the same thing. Like, this was a Monday night at the Draft House, and he sold it out. And it was just, like, his fans. Uh, and I did 25 to open up for him. And that was another time where it was just, like, the, one of the most fun crowds. Like, they were stoked to see Zach. They were stoked to see comedy. They were like definitely a cra- like my demographic. You know what I mean? It was just like per- great, great feeling. I've never. It, it feels good when people ask to take a picture with you. Yeah, it sounds egotistical and narcissism, uh, narcissistic. But it's like man, it fucking feels good. Yeah, because they didn't even get to see like all of the shit that went into making those bits that they laughed at yeah. work. And then like that's the validation. It's not like oh, I want my picture taken. It's like no, all that fucking shit you did. Yeah. Like hey, good job. You know, I mean that that's the nice part about it, but. I mean, just having, like, a scene where, you know, you say they're fans of stand-up comedy. They, like, come to other shows after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, And they're like, oh, where are you at next? And then they show up at, like, Hunt or wherever it is. Dude, there's, like, satisfaction for me as, like, an older comic to watch you guys just, like, level up. Because, like, I know what it's like coming up and, like, not having access to shows like that all the time. Yeah. So it's like sometimes, yo, you do, like... Like you were having a good, you had a good like week that week. That was a great week. That's what I'm saying. But like that week, week, sometimes you need weeks like that to like just level up. For sure. Right? You know what I mean? Back to back big shows at the DC Improv or in Deacon's case, like a weekend in in front of like a packed house or like guest spot, you know, just like just to get off. Like, let me see what this 10 could do right now. Let me see what my new 15 could do right now. And it's like, oh shit, like that shit has value because we, we, we work so hard in doing our five minutes here, five minutes there, trying to, like, just, you know, whatever moments we get to to go up and do it. But, like, to be able to do 10, 15 of our best shit in, in front of an audience that we know is going to be good, yeah. there's, like, so much value. Dude, and that's the thing, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but, no, that's, that's uh, pretty much. That's a feeling, like, you know, people talk about this all the time on podcasts. I've talked about it on my podcast. The feeling of when you crush in front of 200 people. Yeah. Like crush, like they're in the palm of your hands. Like that is a feeling like you cannot describe to people. Yeah, it is like it is. It's just, and it's an experience that most people don't get to have. Yeah, 
So like it's the next, crazy. so like the next level of that, of crushing, is uh, kind of what I'm doing this weekend. Is like doing an hour and just doing new material. Like which Deacons has yeah. actually had like front row seats of watching me yeah. go on stage with the notebook. Like in front of like fans, like yeah. in front of fans is like I mean it changes the whole <laughs> yeah, atmosphere, yeah. Up, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. like if like that's the thing, like if I ever did that anywhere else besides my see, like that's the thing. No one knows. So like, yeah. you've seen things <clears throat> that people who've known me for years doesn't know about me. Yeah, yeah. like they like people kind of like they get they kind of know, but they don't. Yeah. Like you've gotten like front row seats to see me like go on stage with a notebook and be like. All right, this is something. Uh, this is a new idea. I, don't I wrote mean, this today. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But this is, you know, yeah. this is, and like sometimes, like the energy of the crowd will make me want to just keep going. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's that's the so that's like basically to to add on to what you said. Yes, two hundred people crushing. Very strong feeling, right? But the next level after that is like. Am I gonna start to do new shit in front of a two hundred people? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like the next like, yeah. like, that's where the euphoria. That's like the one of the highest levels of euphoria is like. Yeah. Not worried about crushing, but trying to crush with your new shit. Right. In and front of a crowd, that you, that you know paid money, that are excited to see. They're comedy. on your side. Though. Yeah. Yeah. They're and on talk your about side. like leveling up. It's like, like evil Knievel. It's like evil Knievel. Like how far can you <laughs> yeah, like just fucking launch <laughs> like it? Like the throttle out. Because like yeah. yeah, evil Knievel, he could do his tricks that knows that's gonna work. Yeah. But like they're paying money to see the shit that they don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah. That's what they want to. That's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's like kind of where, kind of the energy I want to kind of share with people is like, yo man, like, mm. but see obviously there's levels to that. Yeah. You gotta like, I'm explaining the shit that you probably never even thought about. That yeah. was even pop- yeah. like Matt saw it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Matt saw me with the with the fucking notebook on stage. Like, all right, this is my new. You know, I'm trying to get my new. And everyone is on board. They understand. I'm working on my hour this weekend. It's gonna be the same energy, but more polished on this weekend because I've been working on it since you since earlier this year. Yeah. So they're gonna see, and I've gotten better since we started doing shows together. So right. it's kind of cool to be able to work out the process and share the process because. The, again, the reason why I like sharing is because it comes back to me. Yeah. The stronger Matt gets, the stronger Ross gets, and we're on shows together. It put it. it it's like it's like we're in a dojo. It raises it's, everything up. Yeah, yeah it's like the, yo, every, man. the level of everything. What people are are going after. Everything is just at a higher. Caliber. And honestly, on a selfish tip, like who's to say, you know, Matt or Ross doesn't blow up and becomes the next big thing. And like, yo, maybe Martin Amini, <laughs> yeah. you yeah, know, I'm out true, here. I'm man. not going to say I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to be a bum. But hey, man, like maybe, you know, we can collaborate on a project, you know, just keep it. Keep things cool because yeah. you never know, man. Well, I think it's also too like, I mean, that's very true. And that's why I, I like I try just to be nice to everybody. You should yeah. never know. It's the only reason I'm nice to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's also too, man, like there is like a feeling of like, you know, you, when you see comics who are like 10 years in, 15 years in, who all start in Chicago together. Yeah. Who started in Boston. Yeah. Like, to see, there is this, like, this camaraderie that just is like, you can't beat, you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and what, so for me, right? So, like, obviously, like, I think camaraderie is a big deal, but it's also like, I can't, I would never ask someone to be on my show unless I really thought they were funny. Yeah. Like, I, st- you know, yeah. between us and all the listeners, there's people who have gotten a lot of things. You know, who've gone on to, you know, from the area who've gone on to, d- 
which I just their their comedy is not for me. Does that mean they're not funny? No, that's not uh, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. It's just that I personally have to see something in you that like makes me want to have you on my show, right? So it's like you know something I see in Matt, something I see in Ross, something I see in like Joey Duffield that I want on my show. Like I want that energy on my show because I feel like I have a con- a relationship with my audience, and I want to. It's like bringing someone into a threesome like yeah, yo you got somebody into your brand yeah you got to be like yo i want i want what you got because i feel like it can add value to what i'm doing yeah because that audience does give you their trust and right like, there's yeah. a lot of trust they were so just seriously i went out there and i was saying before when i went out there i could tell like they were just like oh because you normally yeah 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 yeah, yeah. For a second they were like what's going on but dude fucking they were great they were yeah. just so um, i said they rolled with it you know yeah man no, it was, was great it was exactly what see but see all that stuff has been being was being built work built while you know while no one was re- while, while, while me showing up to hunt yeah like all that stuff was kind of being worked on behind the scenes yeah and or the else like, that it takes to get there man yeah and it's like yo now but see now it makes sense for you to do it because like before it wasn't built all the way yeah like it needed to be built right for sure dude i've definitely had live podcast shows where n- nobody has showed up you know what i mean yeah but the podcast gets to a point where you know, there is eventually a crowd for the live show and whatnot. Like, you will look back on those times and being like, yeah, it was a process. Yeah. There's the L's you have to take. It's all learning you're process. Not gonna Trial get th- by error, man. You're not going to get there overnight, bro. Yeah. You're not and, just like, gonna, and that's one thing I had to learn. It's like you can't just put it out there and expect it to happen. You have to be, fucking build it, man. Yeah. Yeah, people, Um. yeah, I, I, tr- I try to share that information because, I mean, I just want people to know. And, like, I think there's value in Matt being able to see it early on, you know, because – uh. Yeah, if you don't get breaks early on, man, it it can get a little bit disheartening, for and sure, you can get dude. you can get very uh, jaded, I think. Bitter, you get bitter, bitter and shit. you can learn bad habits. Yeah, and like I've seen a lot of bad habits being built over the years, over like with uh, uh, with comics. So I just always try to like, it's like having a good teacher early. You're like, oh yeah, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure. You know, like that one, that first good teacher you got. It's like all right. Oh yeah, I should probably. I like math. I didn't know I liked math. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. this whole time I thought math was some shit, but turns out I just had bad teachers, yeah. right? So it's like, yo, you get exposed to some cool shit early, then it's like, all right, cool, I can, I can put up with the shit at the bad shows because I know it's all leading towards something right bigger, yeah. right? You see what you can see what can happen, right? Because yeah. sometimes it's just like overnight, man. And you see the path, too, because a lot of times yeah. you like look at it from the outside. You're like, OK, so this person jumped from A to C. Like, how did, where was yeah. B at? Yeah. 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 Where was B yeah. What happened that? during the B process? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, for me, for me coming up, um, I didn't have any. I didn't. There was nobody that was doing what I like. No one had, like, a show like what I was doing or for the old traditional route f- for DC Comics was um, you reach the top. Right. And then you either get management some like some some way and then you move right or you just move without management or you get some tv credits and move um but like when it comes to getting management that's a very like uh that's a tricky thing because a lot of times people who get management it's like for a lot of different reasons and it's very hard to calculate there's no way you could just like throw your hat in the you know, in the ring, it's, also, be like, it's like dating too. In yeah, a way. like because you know, it's not 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 always a match. It's not always a match. You know, like you got to feel out like what's 
what's their goal what's your goal like where are you at what do you you know what are you looking for yeah but one thing comics can do now is build your fu- build your audience yeah that's one thing comics can never have an excuse for it because with social media video technology that's so like affordable now yeah you know um even if it's just business cards that's like a very cheap yeah inexpensive way to uh you know have people follow you super beneficial because it's true man the business card like people might see you they might love you you know what i mean but doesn't mean they're necessarily gonna remember yeah you. i i highly yeah. doubt when someone says their instagram handle on stage that anyone <laughs> yeah. fucking follows yeah you. i never think that works but yeah. to each his own i say get cards and pass them out you know what i mean for sure i just even if people don't act like they'll they'll think twice about it you know what i mean yeah, yeah i just think they, like, i think a lot of time audience members kind of walk out of a show like that was that you know what yeah I mean? sometimes comics it's just like let movie. audience members just like walk by and say like oh that was amazing you were yeah. so great like oh, we thank loved you, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but then like that's Fucking it follow me man yeah, yeah. Just, well here's my card yeah. you know and then like dude that should be adding up bro like a lot of my overachiever audience was people who came who saw me at hunt and they just followed me and just came to my Hunt's show. So huge with that too, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, have you guys ever had like a? I, this is what I, I always. I laugh about this so much is when audience members will give you like a, the backhanded compliment. Yeah. We thought you were great. Yeah. The oh. guy next to me, he thought you were some shit, but yeah. I thought you were awesome. Oh, I was yeah. sitting next to this girl who was laughing so hard. I I, I was I didn't get it, was, but like she really enjoyed. Yeah, your that's chat. actually uh, that's never happened to me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well I've had that I, quite a few times. I had somebody sitting. I was I was cleaning up hunt, and they were sitting there like talking. It was like a, a group of ten of them talking about like how much they love this one joke that they heard. Yeah, and I was like standing right behind them, and I was like, "This was my joke. It was yeah. my joke." And you guys like aren't even acknowledging. And then like as they walked out, they're like, "Oh, have a good night." Yeah, I was like, yeah. Fuck. but they don't even put Dude. two and two together. No, that's where business cards come. Yeah, in. Exactly. Dude, that was the first thing i thought of i was like fuck man yeah that's funny though i mean that's like an interesting thing even like people saying they liked you even though other people didn't that just means that like your 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 materials like um you're reaching someone on a different level yeah you, you gotta get a hundred more of them which is like exactly that's yeah. exactly because like that's what happened with me like after hosting my shows you can see like it's like all the people who liked me in one room yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Which yeah, is like, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. and which is like a powerful feeling. Which took years to build. It didn't happen after five right. shows. It right. wasn't like, and okay, even like the right people now. who are in the room who aren't like their friends brought them to see me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a really cool, unique experience that I try to like. I don't know, man. I, d- I really would like to see the local scene pick up where I left off with like building something because they're like, yo, it's possible, sure. man. It's possible. I think podcasts are going to be the new future for local comics absolutely do you think that that can build like stuff like podcasts and like recording your own videos like is that strong enough to like build a scene and or take a scene from like a b scene to an a scene you know what i mean or is like new york and la always gonna have that stranglehold i think i mean i could be wrong but i think there is definitely a shift uh in the sense of like you know yeah, you don't like. There is no longer that that chokehold New York, or LA has yeah. like of industry of industry. Yeah, yeah. I've had yeah no, I've had uh, numerous conversations. I think it's definitely possible if the right synergy happens. Yeah, I think like um, if underground comedy, like the overachiever, smiley frown, and like someone like all the big fish come together. Yeah, with one goal or one intention is to promote 
good DC comedy, then yeah, like there we like the that's why I say like when Matt builds his platform, you build your platform. Um, we all win, right? Because like right now, I arguably like you know I have one of the bigger platforms in DC, right? But it's like if someone were to like have a different platform then it's like two different people like audiences like cross promoting so it's like it's like la the formula of different people everyone doing each other's podcasts yeah and i think that i mean i think that's kind of happens here you yeah know what i mean like on a much smaller scale the same smaller ge- yeah on a much smaller scale but you yeah. see the same guests on a lot of different podcasts it's like it's not because they're the only ones around it's yeah like these are the people well what i'm arguing is shit. for the people yeah. who are doing it to build their shit up yeah so it's like not just me giving people 10 followers after every show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... It's everybody ev- trading favors. Not even trading favors. It's just like, what it is, is like, um, people need to be held accountable for their own thing. Like, build your shit up. Accountability. Build your shit up. You know what I mean? Like, um, don't wait for people to put you on. Like, obviously, Ask. I'm in a position. I'm a help. But there's only so much you could do. Then you got to, like, take what you got and just keep building what you, your own thing. Right? Because... uh. I think a lot of times people will like get comfortable with their situations yeah. and uh, yeah, man, there's so much more to it than just going up on stage and being funny. Yeah. Especially as yeah. lucky as we are where we have something that's already in like ingrown into the scene, like underground, like it can't yeah. be overstated how valuable underground is to like giving you that audience all the time. And so to like not do anything with it is kind of just like, I mean, yeah, yeah. there's no reason there's squandered no reason. all of it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, I think, um, uh, <clears throat> I think it's promising. I think the future is very promising. I expect big things from both of you. I'd be very let down if uh, you guys... <laughs> Someone quit. You know what I mean? Well, not even quit. Just like, you know, just don't Fell go... off. Yeah, just don't go after it. You know, because you're five years in. You're about to hit, You're going to hit the uh, six years mark this uh, coming up. Six years is a pivotal year, you know, as far, not as far as just like having a good understanding of like what it takes, you know? knowledge of the sport you know what i mean like yeah that's what i feel and i feel like at five years like was definitely uh because now you're at the dc improv now a lot more yeah and i think that's a really good relationship to build and you're able to uh host bigger shows and it's like uh more responsibility yeah and being able to handle that responsibility i mean i think we all do pretty good i mean like anybody we all fuck with like relatively the same people and that's like that's for a reason, right, right, right. It's because I surround myself with people who are motivated, who right? Who want to who want to make this happen. I respect the people who are just kind of laissez-faire about it. That's right. cool. Yeah. But it's like at the same time, like don't expect me to like give you the same amount of attention or respect as somebody who's. Yeah. I see how to fucking grind it every night. I yeah. gotta be honest, I fucking hate hobbyists. Every time somebody who's like on yeah. a show, like yeah. I'm just doing this as a hobby, dude. it's like this is such a shitty hobby. Why did yeah. you pick this <laughs> yeah, one, this dude? Pick a better hobby. Yeah, planes, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. I used to hate hobbyists, but now I'm I almost like appreciate them because it's like it's like cute. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like that's oh that's nice that you're. This is your your social event. This so is you your like outing. coming out every you know three days because your wife lets you get away, and yeah. then you just can't come here and bomb, dude. Yeah. That's what like I was getting away. That sucks. Hey man, everybody's got. That's what I'm saying. Like now, <laughs> I just like I just respect where everybody comes from. Like yeah, you know, it's like cool if that's your your thing. No, yeah, fuck you. Build a birdhouse. That yeah. or join a, a intramural dodgeball league. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's where that's where the worst people in the world are born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. 
Um, I think we covered every. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about uh, before we uh, sign off? Any questions, concerns? What do you guys, when you meet new comics, how long does it take you to get? Like, I'm very, I'm reserved for the most part, you know, because I think we meet so many people who are crazy. <laughs> yeah. this, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, how much time do you give somebody before you're like, okay, you're, you're cool. You're not crazy. You're good. Uh, or do you think it's subjective to the individual? I mean, some people are just quiet, you know. Some yeah. Some people you just don't like, you know. You don't you don't know what they're thinking within the first like you know a few times you hang out. It just depends on like what that conversation goes like. I'll try to like if it's somebody that I think's funny on stage, I'll try to push it on the side conversation and yeah. like just say some fucked up shit around them and see like how they react to it. Yeah. And just kind of see you know see their like mind you know tick to that test yeah but like if you see him on yeah you know a couple times on stage a couple times off stage yeah yeah no it's uh it's changed a lot for me over the past uh six months i mean i you know when i used to live here it would be like six months then then i'll talk but it's like now for me it's like it's changed to the point where it's like dude like i'm not even a dc comic anymore you know i mean as far as like i i see a comic at the shuffle on mondays I'm gonna talk to him the same way I talk to someone at Hunt. Yeah, I'm gonna be nice and cordial. Yeah, you know it's not it, 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 at the end of the day like comics. We're all trying to get to the same place. You know, it's just different stages, and uh, I've learned to just treat everyone the same. You know, no favoritism. But yeah, you know, um, I'm coming. I'm coming at it from a little bit different angle as far as like how many you know things that has happened over the years. It's not that serious. Obviously, you know, I take comedy very seriously. It's my identity, but it's also like, yo, like, there's shit outside of comedy. Like, we're all human beings, so I try yeah. to just keep it, keep it as chill as possible, man. I think, uh, I, you know, I think there's also there's obviously special circumstances. You know, people yeah, yeah. who've been uh, banished who <laughs> pop up yeah. from time to time that you know people don't know. You that's know, that's where you put your head down, man. Yeah, we had a situation tonight where it's like, man, if any, if if everyone <sighs> else. If everyone else knew who this person <laughs> yeah. is, he had to go by a nickname. <laughs> that's how crazy. No, nah, that's how crazy. Know, so bad. Well, it's off the air. Well, it's off there's really so much history. It's such a heavy like. Yeah, thing. tonight was definitely yeah. a throwback night, man. Th- that was that one moment. People don't know the com- DC comedy history the past six, seven years. People yeah. have been banished, and like banished nobody even knows. They're like out the books. Yeah. They're not. Their names not even yeah, in the books. Yeah, yeah. History like, wrote them out. Yeah, yeah. history wrote them out. How crazy is that? Yeah, and then you see because people see like DC for what it is now. They're like, oh, it's such a you know, it's a great place for. Con-. It's like, yeah. nah, dude, this no, shit. No man, a lot of heads rolled. Heads <laughs> rolled <laughs> to get to to get to like these brands that needed to be built. Do you ever see somebody like? There's a few times I've seen people where it's just like, oh my god, I forgot you existed. Like, yeah, you're like holy shit. See, it's yeah. especially like coming like the the early open mics where you'll see people who have like been doing it for like 15 years. Yeah, and then like you see him like. Two years later, and you're like, "Oh, you're still doing those same open mics." Oh, you're still at the same 17. place. Yeah, yeah, that I last saw you. Yeah, that's one of the scariest things for me. Oh, it's I just re- like Jesus. That's what I worry about the most. Is like, am I gonna end up like that person? <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's, that th- drives. That's me a good fear. That. That's a good, yeah. fear. that's a good fear. I used to worry about that too, but I think the longer you get, like, I feel like I've hit a point now where it's like, okay, like I know, like I would, I wouldn't let myself get to that point. Yeah, you're like you learn to trust yourself. Uh, but yeah, man, seeing people like that was just—it's <laughs> an eye opener. Yeah, yeah. The dog. shuffle, man. The shuffle too. I want to talk about the shuffle real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's talk about now it. Now I've started like I don't work Monday nights anymore, so I can now go to the shuffle. It's a great weekly. show. 
one of the most interesting contrasts of talent. You're watching experienced comics work on new material, you know, and you can tell they're good. And then you're watching new comics work on new material. Yeah. And man, is there was I saw some beautiful train wrecks. Yeah. 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 No, it's crazy because you see comics who've gone on for the first time months ago come back and like actually have jokes and i'm like yo good yeah. for that guy yeah. there was a guy on monday man who literally couldn't get one word out like three months ago like couldn't say a word which, which guy was the it? guy he has a kind of a speech impediment with the glasses mm, yeah. yeah he has like he couldn't say he like has issues saying like pronouncing enunciating and yeah saying yeah, words. yeah yeah donnie sang no. <laughs> <laughs> shout out donnie so this guy went up like on monday i know what guy you're talking about and he did fine. He, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. He ma- he got laughs. He was saying words. Yeah. Good for that guy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There was a. Uh, did you were you around for the end of the show? Uh. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, I, I was. He was on the end, was the end of the show. I was the end of the show. Yeah. So did you see the last early. guy? No, no, I didn't see him. Man, that was one of the most beautiful. This this guy goes up and in four minutes doesn't take the mic out of the mic stand, just has it in there. Uh, and just says the most <laughs> offensive shit. I mean, not even jokes. I think there was one point where he was talking about, uh, he's like, pretty much made Down syndrome jokes. I think you were watching fun. my set. Yeah. No, no, this is a, We've another, heard, this we is heard a, stories about yeah. your set too. I, I didn't see your set. That man. was so yeah. funny, man. That was, that was also a beautiful moment too. Just to. You talk about train wrecks. Like that, the shuffle that puts you like back a, in your that place. That was like a good, tra- that was, that was a talking, controlled train wreck. That night wasn't going your way to begin with. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, yeah. It's all backwards. That will make you. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. Like when you get thrown off your rhythm, it can either make you gr- like. You can either embrace it, or man, it can yeah. really fuck. I also your think night en- up. energy. Huh. Sometimes energy is a big deal. Yeah. Like some t- I believe in like when there's people in the room who don't want to see you succeed. Yeah. There's yeah. like that's like a real yeah. thing. Yeah. I really do believe in that. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm not gonna say names. I feel like maybe there's maybe a few people who didn't want to see you succeed on Monday. It changes your yeah. whole mindset going into it. It's because like now you're like uncomfortable yeah. and right. you're doing something that's already uncomfortable and now right. you can't even rely on the material you do. Now right. you're doing like new stuff too and then, you know. Yeah, it was a, that's it was a, a weird head game too that I mean just after five years I'm, I feel like I've learned to like get out of it's like oh I know so and so doesn't like you know it's like fuck them yeah who ca- I don't fucking care yeah it's yeah. tough man it took a while it to get tough. to that point though yeah so this dude who's who's ending the show end of the show man five minutes of the most offensive just nonsense nonsense just it was just like he was just going down the list of everything yeah. you could say and people were horrified I mean horrified yeah and I I loved every I was like this this guy's the fucking man yeah. <laughs> this guy is just go swinging for it Shane Gillis Shane <laughs> and that's when we met now. No, this guy was this uh, this short little Asian dude. Have you seen him? He's like this jack little. Jack. Oh, AC. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Does he have an accent? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah! This dude's Asian. Short little Asian it's guy. Amazing. That's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was just he was going for it, man. Yeah, we need more Asians in the scene. Uh. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you guys for doing this, man. Was yeah, there anything else you guys wanted to plug real quick or uh, any last comments, Deacons? Yeah, go to DC Comedy Loft. DC Comedy this Loft weekend. this Friday, Saturday, uh, Overachiever Show on Thursday. Uh, follow Matt 
on IG. What's your what's your IG? It's uh, at Freaks and Deeks. But if you just look up my name, it'll it'll pop up. Matt I chose a bad handle. I change that one. And then uh, follow Ross I'll Benoit. I'm uh, Ross Benoit, or just look at my name. Hell yeah, Ross dude. Benoit. Yeah, man, and uh, yeah, man. Make sure you follow the Overachievers page, Martin Amini's page, and um, yeah, man. Thank you guys for listening. If you didn't comment, comment on this episode. Let me know what you think. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Bye.